Hey guys, welcome to episode number five, episode number five of the Sports Plus Life podcast. My name is Edgar, Mr. AKA Rodriguez, and thank you for joining me. Um, it was an amazing weekend of sports, college sports, MMA, boxing. Um, Friday night, I watched the Lakers steal one. They, they focused out there, had the mask and the gun out. They stole one. Dwight Howard on the hold, don't. Don't sit there and act like it didn't happen. It happened in front of thousands, in front of millions of people. And they got away with one. But we're not here to talk about the Lakers because they're shit. They're, they're, they're always going to be very relevant, but they're always going to be relevant because they're Lakers because of what happened because of Kobe, Shaq, Magic, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy, all those. This team is, is not good. I think they, they got it lucky and they got away with them. Um, LeBron James isn't always going to save them. All right? But like I said, we're not here to talk about that. We're not talk, here to talk about the purple and gold. We're here to talk about shit that actually mattered this weekend. And that was UFC 244. Oh, that was a great card. I thought it was a really good card. A lot of good finishes. You know, unexpected finishes. And then, of course, the main event... Could have been, I, I think if it went two more rounds, could have been a classic. But the three rounds we got was were pretty good. It was amazing. I mean, it showed <clears throat> how good Jorge Masvidal really is. You know, in the last episode, I talked about how Nate Diaz um, used to spar with um, Andre Ward. And Andre Ward said, Nate and Nick, Nate's brother, Nick Diaz, can hang in a boxing ring if they wanted to. Now this is coming from the one of the best, you know, best fighters ever. And um, for him to say that, you know, you know, it's it says something. There's some sort of merit to that. And Jorge Masvidal showed why he's really good going in to this fight and piecing up Nate Diaz for three rounds. It was 3-0 Jorge Masvidal. Pieced him up. Gave him all kinds of two pieces, some biscuits. You know, he he felt he didn't deserve the soda, so he didn't get the soda. Um, I think in the, f- the second round he got knocked down. I can't remember. I, I don't. Um, it went, went by pretty quick. I got to go back and rewatch the fight. But Nate Diaz got knocked down pretty pretty hard, and I think, and then he also recovered pretty well too. Um, it just goes to show how conditioned he is. And, um, you know, it's a guy who takes care of his body. And uh, and he just, it was just, it was a great fight. I, I wish it would have gone two more rounds. Because I saw Jorge Masvidal after the second round, maybe going, maybe after the third round, with his hands over his head, trying to get air, getting drug into those deep waters. And this is where, that's where Nate Diaz thrives. Is those championship rounds, those later rounds. And it's it sucks that the cut got, you know, the doctor decided that cut was too bad to continue. Because he, he vehemently has gone to say that that cut is always going to be there. I mean, he got that cut against... Um, Anthony Pettis was able to continue. Uh, 
He said he recut it a week later in training. I mean, that's when guys with a lot of fights on the, you know, on the resume, that's what happens. You build up scar tissue. You get all this, you get these cuts, you get these scars that are easily reopened. And that's going to suck moving forward because, I mean, who knows what happened. I think Nadine's even had this cut in the McGregor fight. I mean, this guy's always just bled. But it's it sucks that it got cut short because I, I was I wanted to see I was excited to see what was going to happen in the fourth and fifth round. Do Jorge Masvidal? I mean, they, you know, like I said they're both very well conditioned, but there's a different type of conditioning that Nate Diaz brings to the table. It's just different. This guy does um, Ironman competitions. He does triathlons. Um, vegetarian, like the guy just, you know, just kind of just a, a conditioning freak. And he, I mean, he likes, he just like his older brother, likes bringing you into those deep waters, seeing what you're made of. I was a little shocked that he didn't try to bring it to the ground more, but that, you know, that's just his mentality. He's going to get out there and fight. He's going to slap you. He's going to box you. That's what he's going to do. That's what he brings to the table. That's what that's why he's exciting to watch. That's why everyone was, that's why everything was stalled when that fight was happening. And, you know, we're talking about Nate Diaz, but Jorge Masvidal is shit. He, he, he likes handing out fades. He likes putting paws on you. He, he was having fun. He was hitting Nate Diaz with everything. I mean, he, I mean, it was just a hook, straight, a jab. You know, to the body, uppercut. He was as technical. He was as technical as a boxer I've, as I've seen in the in in the cage before. Just technical. Everything was straight. Everything's in the line. Where reset his hands. Great head movement. Great footwork. Thought it was hella funny when it came out, acting like he was gonna throw that fucking knee again. And Nate Diaz ran. No, Nate Diaz ran. I, I would have ran too. I've seen what that knee does. That shit was funny. If not, go check out. I retweeted it. Um, I don't remember who I retweeted it from, but shout out to them. Um, Sports Plus Life uh, on on Twitter. And uh, yeah, check it out. The shit was funny. And it was amazing. It was a great, great, great fight. I thought it was a great fight. Technical sound. Had you on your head. Had, had me on the edge of my seat. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what, you know... What Nate Diaz is gonna do? I he I, like I said he recovers fast. He got tagged, recovered pretty quick. He got dropped a couple times in that fight, and I was amazed. And it sucked because I got cut short. You can even tell when the doctor walked up to the referee and said he can't continue. And even the referee Dan Mergliata was was reluctant. Like you know he didn't want to, and he. And it's just, you know, it sucks because this guy's just doing his job. Don't know how much he knows about fighting. Don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what, you know, looks like he's a UFC doctor in general. I mean, they got, I think, um, this was in New York, so I think he's based out of New York. I think, I think that's usually what they do. Take a doctor from that state or whatever the commission hires um, from that state. Um, I'm sure he's not new to it, but I, he saw it fit to... To not let Nate Diaz continue. Which I think... I, I get it. I get 
what your job is. I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to protect the fighter. I, but I think, I think doctors, as busy their schedules are, should do some sort of, um, some sort of like homework on who they're watching, and what they watch a couple fights of each fighter, especially the main event, especially something that has that's writing so big on this. Do a little bit of homework, you know, who are you watching? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you tending to? Can they recover from this? Like I'm sure they do enough medical pre-screening to know these guys are very in shape. And so that way, I mean, so that way, moving forward, I mean, when big fights like this happen, we don't get the short end of the stick. Because the doctors, they don't give a shit. I mean. They, they're getting paid. They're getting their money. They don't. They don't fucking care. Like you know, I don't. I don't think they're just doing their. Jo- they're just doing their job. Sometimes they'll tell you shit you don't want to hear it anywhere. I mean, hey, you got herpes. Sorry, fucking. That's what this shit says. That's what over my experience is. This is this is what the test came back as. Hey, you have uh, diabetes. So, sorry, this is what the test says. They just go off what they know and what they've seen. And they've seen, I mean, in my opinion, he's probably seen something like this to where it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. And I'm trying to protect him moving forward. But I've seen worse cuts before. I even, they even brought up Tyson Fury cut about a month or so ago. When Tyson Fury was in that banger. And that shit looked bad. I thought I saw his skull. And he continued. He won the fight. Fought the whole fight. With that cut. The cut happened probably second, third round. Fought another nine, ten rounds after that. You know, it just... It sucks that something like this was cut short. Leaving questions. Is there going to be a rematch? Should there be a rematch? Who should Masvidal fight next? Is he up next for the for the title? I think so. I mean, I, th- I, I, mean, I don't see why you wouldn't. Take you know why you wouldn't want to, why you wouldn't give that to him. He's the most exciting fighter out there right now, and he even said it himself in the press conference. He was like, "I you know I'm next for the title." And I've I've said this before. I've said this on you know a couple episodes ago, talking about Usman and Kobe Covington. They're boring motherfuckers. You're you're gonna have no choice but to put Masvidal there. There's some boring ass fighters. Are they good fighters? Yes, but they're boring. You know what I'm saying? So you have to. I think you, if you, is there a fight to make next out of you know Jorge Masvidal and Diaz, you have to give Masvidal the championship fight. You have to. There's no if ands or you know oh maybe oh no no. There ain't no fucking around. There ain't no. You have to. To make the other two, whatever one of the other two relevant. And to make, that's just the fight to make. I hope, giving the other two fucks, there's not going to be a quick turnaround. So the fight is December 14th. I, I I bet they try for Super Bowl weekend. If and you know, after the fact, but I doubt it. 
Usman's trash. His last fight wasn't as, you know, Tyrone Woodley, which was like, I don't fucking know, like last year. I don't remember how long ago it was. Um, same thing with Kobe Covington, the guy. I mean, I don't think he's, he's just a difficult dude to be, you know, I guess to deal with. Good fighter, but just a douche. You want to talk about douchebags. Watch this dude. See, but that, and it brings me back to this main event. Why the main event was made in the first place? Because there's real motherfuckers. These are real motherfuckers, and that's why. What that's what brought the attention to UFC 244 this weekend. UFC Canelo Alvarez versus uh, Sergey Kovalev didn't start purposely till after that fight was over. That was smart by zone. No one was going to watch that fucking fight. That was really that was just smart, smart on their part. But it goes to show you what happens when you, you know, when Dana White actually listens, like, this is a fight we have to make. Because you got two exciting dudes who are going to fucking fight. And, like, there's no buzz around this Usman and Kobe Covington fight because they're fucking boring. And we also, you know, there was another fight on the card, Corey Anderson versus Johnny Walker. Corey Anderson knocked out Johnny Walker in the first round. Those are guys that don't know Corey Anderson, same thing. He's a born fucking fighter. He has his last four fights. Let's take a look at his last four fights, including this one he, he, he just fought. Out of the last four, three unanimous decisions and then one knockout. Those are decisions. I mean, any, any one of them against Glover Teixeira, um... And then I think before that, he lost to Shogun to, by decision as well. Like, you just got to be exciting. Like, people... I mean, this is an entertainment business. This is straight-up entertainment business. Entertain me. That's how... No one wants to buy boring-ass shit. And I think that's why a lot of these... A lot of these fights now you see nowadays are... Not pay per view, but subscription based. The zone subscription based. Uh, ESPN Plus subscription based, but this one was a pay per view you still had to buy. Worth the buy, yeah. But like, you know, fights like on the zone, like, man, fuck it. I didn't, I really. I, I watched Kovalev versus Canelo because I'm a boxing fan. I love boxing. I'll fucking watch it all day. But I don't, there's not a whole lot of people outside of. Hardcore boxing fighting fans that knew that fight was happening. That's an issue. Especially when you have Canelo, who is the most, probably the most popular the boxing superstar you have out there. But I digress. I mean, what I wanted to talk about, we'll get to Canelo here in a little bit. But what I want to talk about was Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson comes out here crying, oh, you know, you guys just want Johnny Walker to win and shit like that. Well, I mean, he's been winning, and he's been winning dramatic fashion. I think he has four knockouts in his last five fights. He lost this one. Corey Anderson knocked him out. Now people know who he is. Corey Anderson took advantage of that situation. A lot of eyes were on this card. Finally got a finish. You know, Corey Anderson's a boring fighter. Tough dude, boring fighter. You know, it's just... 
I mean, you. John Jones can sell fights by himself, and that's why John Jones pound for pound king. But Corey Anderson out here, he wants to, you know, wants to talk his shit, wants to run his mouth, talking about, oh, I want John Jones. John Jones is scared of me. John Jones, okay, John Jones isn't scared of anybody. John Jones is pound for pound king. He is the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. To bite off Bret Hart, that's what he is. And Corey Anderson, I mean, he has four fights on his uh, record, four losses on his record, 12 wins or something like that. I can't remember. There's nothing, you can't, yeah, you got four wins, but they're all shit decision wins. Like, no one's going to remember. That's why, that's that's what was key about this card, because, because Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal fight, they they love to fight. They love to come out, bang, entertain people, try to go for a finish. They it was it is very entertaining, and it was the fight was entertaining for three rounds until it got stopped. But that's you know something Corey Anderson needs to realize is that you're not going to get a fight against John Jones if you're not fucking exciting. I said that already. I'm going to fucking repeat myself because that's just true. But yeah, I mean the co-main event flopped. The flop, man. That shit was so bad. Kelvin Gaslam against Darren Till. And I and I hate because Kelvin Gaslam does shit like this sometimes. The guy wants to pick his spots. Doesn't take a lot of chances. He's great at picking his spots. That fight against Israel Adesanya was amazing. One of the best fights. Top 10, maybe. But this fight took no chances and got he got out. He got outpointed. He didn't get beat up. He got outpointed. Barely, too. Darren Till didn't even want to fight. Darren Till did not want to fight. He said he was going to fake an injury so he didn't have to show up in New York. Showed up the day before weigh-ins or the night before weigh-ins. Weighed in. Made weight comfortably, looked like. And got a win. Albeit boring when got a win. And I hate I hate that about Kellen Gaslam. Kellen Gaslam is an amazing fighter, and always wants to pick and choose when he attacks, when you know when the action happens. You just I mean you just have to take advantage of your situation. Take advantage of where you're at. There's so many eyes on you. So many eyes on you. You got to redeem yourself to get back in the title contention. You have 185 pounds, and you didn't do that, and you dropped the ball. Dropped the ball bad. Like the referees did against the Lakers. We're not going to talk about that. I'm sorry, the referees against, you know, in that Lakers game. We're not going to talk about that shit. I'll probably big it up another time later today. But they, you dropped the ball, and you have no one to blame but yourself. But I do want to talk about the, probably the best knockout we've ever seen in a while was Kevin, the Motown Phenom Lee against Gillespie. And Kevin Lee. Let me tell you something, man. Everyone was talking about this is a tough fight for Kevin Lee. He shouldn't take the fight. Don't do it. You're trying to bounce back. You're not going to do it against an undefeated fighter like Gillespie. Uh, okay. Took the fight. Did his training camp at TriStar in Canada where the great George St. Pierre trained. 
Ferris. I can't say his name. George St. Pierre's coach. I got to get good at that, man. I can't say anyone's fucking name. Jesus. I got to get good at, better at that. But George St. Pierre's coach um, trained Kevin Lee. And he looked good, man. There was a good fight. They were, you know, throwing, going back and forth. Very technical. Good boxing. And Gillespie got, got slapped and then got fucking knocked out with the left high kick. It was bad. If you guys didn't see it, go check it. Go YouTube. It's somewhere out there. And knocked him out bad. That was bad. Like I, like, I thought he was dead. I thought his heart stopped a little bit. But it came back. That shit was crazy. Amazing. But it was like, you know, it was, just a, it was an amazing knockout. And it was so cool to watch. So fun. Um, like I said, the card was amazing. Up and down. I don't even remember what happened on the card. I had friends over. We were shooting the shit. We were, we were just being stupid with each other. Um, but it was a great card to watch. Um, and then, now moving on to the Canelo versus Kovalev fight. I mean, it was... It was all right. I mean, I think Kovalev was probably content just getting his money. Not saying this was like a a dive by any means. But he looked content getting his money. I mean, shit, when you you watch... Because I was kind of flipping back and forth and I was, um, you know, watching in between rounds of the... uh, Diaz Masvidal fight, you could see Kovalev was fucking napping. <laughs> Guy was just sleeping. He was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go night night before I have to go night night. Like, I'm just going to go meet me. And he was just he was just laying there, you know, glove over his face. And then he was just resting. He was just relaxing. He was just like, it's easy. Easy money. I'm going to go out there and box. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, I'm just take my money. Secure the bag. As the kids would say nowadays, secure the bag, and you know, just you know, just jab, 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 get the hell out of the way, jab, 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 maybe throw a right, jab some more, and you know, Canelo was like, you know, you gas his way, gas his, gas his, gets that's the way, gets that's what's that? And Canelo knocked him out in the eleventh round, bad, and I and I immediately went to Twitter. And I saw LL Cool J say, well, looks like it was just smash and grab, just like a throwaway fight for Kovalev. It's just like, which ensuing in that Kovalev took a dive. No. Listen, Canelo socked him in the temple. You ever been socked in the temple? It takes out your, the rest of you. You just, it knocks off your equilibrium. Then he did it again. Knocked it off even more. And then knocked his block off in the chin and with, with a shot to his chin after that. Guys, here's the thing about Canelo, Canelo Alvarez. You know, big fan of his. I'm still, I'm very salty about that Triple G fight, both of them. But I'm a big fan of Canelo. I truly think he wants to fight the best in the world. I think so. But this is where the business side of boxing is shit. And this is what makes boxing absolute shit. We could have seen, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna switch, you know, switch it up here a little bit. We could have seen probably a Pacquiao versus Mayweather fight a long time ago, before the last one happened. A long time ago, we're talking about probably five, six years out before the other one happened. 
and we could have seen two of the best fighters in their prime. But then what happened? Nope. Still, you know, there's stalls, there's deals aren't made to make. One fighter wants this, the other fighter wants this. One fighter wants too much money, one fighter wants 70%, to the other get 30. Like, it's just fucking bullshit. Nobody wants to fight. People dance around the fighting aspect of this. We could have watched probably the two best fighters ever to fight in a in a ring. But we but it didn't happen. Because of the business side. But then what happened, you know, now six year movie six years later, you got Pacquiao who's got completely mopped by Juan Manuel Marquez, which you talked about probably the first episode of the Sports Plus Live podcast. At me, Sports Plus Life, Twitter, Sports Plus Life, Instagram. It, you know, he got completely murked. And now we're seeing shells of, you know, Manny Pacquiao. And Pacquiao went into that fight hurt, injured. Messed up shoulder, messed up knee, I can't remember. But that's, you know, that's what I'm talking about is, is the business side of boxing. Now, this Kovalev versus Canelo fight was supposed to happen, if you guys don't know, was supposed to happen uh, Mexican Independence Weekend in September. But it didn't happen because Golden Boy, who represents uh, Canelo, dropped the ball. And there's something brewing between Canelo and Golden Boy, Oscar De La Hoya, that this, it, it could get uglier before it gets better. Because what Canelo is doing, Canelo is coming out and saying, hey, I want to fight the best in the world. And these motherfuckers, my company, people representing me are shit. De La Hoya is shit. Golden Boy shit. De La Hoya is unloyal. Train, you know, traded many different fight camps. Never was loyal. And Canelo's coming out and saying all this shit. And it's it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I wanted to throw that out there because I want. It seems like Canelo's getting thrown fucking. Shit fights. It just seems that way. This fight had nothing to do with nothing other than just moving up and trying to take a belt. All right, you beat Kovalev. Kovalev's towards the end of his career. He probably, he, actually, I think he retired then unretired. And, you know, he's fought a few times since then. I can't remember, but I gotta, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Or he wanted to retire. You know, and he just fought Rocky... Rocky Fielding? You know, took that fight. Much bigger fighter. Beat him. I mean, you just... I mean, Canelo's not... There's no good fights out there. Either there are or people... Or Golden Boy's dropping the ball here. And Canelo's not benefiting. Not really benefiting from any of this. And it's, it's, it's pretty sad to see... Because there's so many good fights out there for him that he probably could take. And it just, you know, I don't know. He just does, either doesn't want to or it's his, you know, it's his, it's a promotion. But this is why it took second fiddle to UFC. And this is a big reason why UFC is slowly climbing over boxing as the best combat sport. If not already has been. I, I want Canelo to take a seat back 
decide whether he wants to fight Triple G, send me Triple G in the retirement, because that I don't know if too many people want to see that fight anymore, anyways. Especially after what Triple G just did. That was a horrible fucking fight he just fought. And God, it just it just it's tough. Like I said, I'm boxing, I love boxing, but it's just it's always gonna be in a shit a shit situation because of the business side. People just, you know, people don't want, you know, that's why I got to respect people like, you know, like Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia, undefeated, was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll take on Errol Spence Jr. Errol Spence Jr. undefeated. Goes out there and outboxes the shit out of Mikey Garcia. And then goes out there and outboxes his shit out of uh, Porter, Sean Porter as well. Now, the fight to make now, because we're talking the reason why I'm bringing that up, Mikey Garcia went up and wait. At the prime of his, you know, his career, he's like, fuck it, this is the best fighter, I'll go out there and do it. Heavier fight. And got you know, and goes out there, you know, yeah, wasn't good. It was not good, but he went out there and did it. You claim to be the best, go out there and fight the best. But you don't see a whole lot of that anymore. Sean Porter versus Earl Spence, fight the you know best fight the best. Earl Spence went out there and proved he's the best, probably the best pound for pound fighter. Now what's the next for Earl Spence Jr.? I hope it's Bud Crawford. You motherfuckers want to make money? You better make that fight. Make that money. Make that fight. Best pound for pound fighter versus best pound for pound fighter. And the winner will go on and fight Canelo. One way or another. Make some shit happen. That's what I'm saying. You know, but will that happen? Probably not. Because of the business side. Canelo fights in the zone. These other guys fight on, fight on PBC. Um, which is uh, ESPN and Fox, I believe. You just won't... That, the numbers get in the way of fighting. You know, I just... It's a damn shame, but that's where we're at. Canelo knocked out Kovalev um, this weekend. And that fight really wasn't that, I know, it wasn't as entertaining as I thought it was, you know. wasn't that entertaining. And like, just, like I said a few minutes ago, fights need to be entertaining. This shit was not entertaining. We just watched it because Canelo is a big name in the fight. And I have to talk about it on this podcast to you guys. But either way. It happened. What's next for Canelo? I have no fucking clue. I don't know what his contract is with Golden Boy. And we'll see. Moving forward, you don't know. I don't know if we'll see Canelo with Golden Boy. I I mean, there's some shit going on. I'd fucking remove myself from that situation. I'd go TMT. Just kidding. Don't go TMT. I don't even know if that's still going on. But I think it is. I think Mayweather still got it going on. You still have a lot of fighters. By the way, speaking of Mayweather, and it's, Mayweather has a lot of protégés, people that they thought Mayweather, that they were going to be the next Mayweather, like like Adrian Boner versus Gervonta Davis. I don't know what happened, but I heard they got in a fight outside of Canelo's locker room. That report said that um, Adrian Broner hit... Davis with a haymaker and then hit his like his manager. <laughs> it, actually, 
<laughs> oh man, I gotta go. I did, yeah, just it's pretty funny. You gotta laugh at shit like that, but yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen there. I mean, Javante Davis is way smaller, I think, but it's the tank, Javante Davis, pretty good up and comer. Go check him out. Um, Adrian Broner, bummy, done for. Um, but shit like that happens. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know why, but I'm just, I just laughing at that shit. I just imagine Adrian Broner punching somebody and then punching another person. Just shit like that makes me laugh. Especially in like narrow hallways at like an MGM. And you know those guys are all deep. There's like they were like twenty deep each. You know they do. But yeah. Anyways, guys. So anyways, yeah, I went to um, I went to this weekend. Shout out to my brother. My brother Adam hooked us up with tickets to go to, to the Denver Broncos games. Good seats. Uh, corner, south corner, end zone. About 26, 27 rows up, something like that. Um, great seats. You can see everything. Um, it was a good game to go to. Denver Broncos won 24-19, I believe. It was a fun game. It was a cool game. I mean, it was a great game to go to because, I mean, you were you got only two two-win teams going at it. Browns haven't looked the best. Neither have the Broncos. I mean, I just talked about it last week, how bad it looked. How bad, you know, we just wore. But it was amazing how... I don't know if trading Emmanuel Sanders was the trick. Because they just gelled differently. It was, you know, no Emmanuel Sanders. No Flacco. They just, it just, it definitely was, it was like night and day. The coaching staff seemed a little bit more confident with Brandon Allen. I don't know if it's the fact that you have two wins and you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to throw the kid out there and throw some plays out there that we've never, you know, to make this, you know, just to take chances. I don't know if they decided just to take chances because, you know, you're, you you have two wins out of seven games and and they're like, well, fuck it, let's do it. But they look good. That first touchdown was amazing. Jesus, that was a great catch. Brandon Allen just steps back, calm. The line even looked de- He had time to throw. There was a big difference. So I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's playing calling. I don't know if it was a quarterback getting rid of some toxic people, quote-unquote toxic people. I don't know what it was, but that was a, that was not the team, the team that I've seen before, but that was it was a really fun game to get. And, Cortland Sutton came out there, the new number one wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Looked very good. Um, looked very confident. That was great. Um, also, Noah Fant. Noah Fant played good. I wanted uh, that touchdown. Amazing touchdown, but God, that was some shit tackling. That was, some, that was probably the worst tackling I've seen in, out in, in an NFL game. That was pretty bad. And that's what it goes back again to fucking those DBs. Plug and play. Plug and play those DBs. I've said this before. That DB position is just trash. You can plug and play anybody, and anyone can fucking tackle or as fast. You know, most annoying position. Anyways, I'm going, I'm getting off topic, but it was good. It was good to watch the Denver Broncos win at home. Um, it was uh, it was great because I get to watch the goat Baker Mayfield play. He's my goat. Oklahoma Sooner legend. Um, once again, we'll talk about him and a different. But I, I think, I think that Baker. I, I no turnovers for no turnovers for Baker this year, this weekend. 
Because I know a lot of people like to pick on Baker, and he's an easy target. He makes himself an easy target. Heisman winner. Um, number one pick, number one draft pick overall. And, um, you know, I just, uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted. I'm watching TV. I'm watching Crowder and James Harden. I'm about to scrap right now. Fuck James Harden. Anyways, sorry. Um, yeah, Baker, I mean, it's very easy for, um, you know, to, to pick on him. I mean, it's very easy to pick on him because, you know, he's the number one draft pick overall, Heisman winner, um, struts a whole lot differently. Probably peaked. I mean, I don't think he peaked, but early last year, I mean, he exceeded his expectations. And I think that's why it's very easy to pick on him this year, especially that he has more targets, better targets. Um, it's very easy to pick on Baker Mayfield because, you know, is you know you, you pretty much you're pretty much probably what two field last year two field goals away or two good f- field goal kickers or takers from being above 500 last year and getting into the play. I mean, you getting into the playoffs. I mean, you're just, you're, you're you're right there, and then all of a sudden you're two and six this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 easy to blame Baker Mayfield when that line shit. Freddie Kitchens doesn't know how to call plays. I mean, I just wanted to talk about that real quick because, it's, you know, I know Baker gets a lot of the brunt. I mean, he's he's going to be an easy target. But I sat there and I watched, you know, the opening series for him. Back-to-back plays where he threw, I want to say it was Landry and then OBJ right through their hands. He put it right in their hands and they dropped it. I mean, it was just, I mean, I just, you can't just put the, all the blame on Baker Mayfield. It's, is it easy to pick on him? Yeah. But Freddie Kitchens is calling some shit play, and it, and it, there wasn't very many turnovers that game. I mean, that as far as Baker Mayfield's concerned, but that was like, yeah, that was. Uh, I just, I just, I just saw that team, and I was like, yeah, you can't. I mean, I wanted to, you know, I saw it up close and personal. You just can't blame Baker Mayfield for everything. It's a team effort. I mean, OBJ's not catching balls. I mean, I've, never, I've, never, I was, I've always said that. I never thought OBJ was top of the top. Has he made some tremendous catches? Of course he has. Amazing catches. But I don't think there's anything special about him. He's not a physical receiver. He just has, he's a very athletic receiver. I don't think he can block for shit. But he's, I mean, he's done a couple things to put himself on the map. And, yeah, I don't know. I just... I definitely think they're missing someone like David Njoku, um, who's a great athlete, great asset to have, especially at tight end. This kid's an athlete, and Njoku can open a lot of avenues for the receivers, for himself, for Baker. And but you know, I watched that game, and the Broncos somehow decided, yeah, we'll stop the run. They've always been kind of a, a good defense against the run. They did very well against Nick Chubb. Um, I thought they did a very good job against Nick Chubb. But yeah, I don't think you can sit there and give put the whole blame on Baker Mayfield. I, you just can't do that. There's no way. Um, but anyways, I didn't want to talk about Baker Mayfield, but I'm fucking sick and tired of you guys bashing my boy. That's my boy. Also, shout out to Uncle Drew who hooked me up with the... Um, Baker Mayfield jersey. I don't even know if he's listening. Uncle Drew's old, but he's good people. Uh, hook me up with the Baker Mayfield Oklahoma jersey. Um, 
and uh, moving on. But anyways, I wanted to stay in that game, in the Denver Bronco game, in that stadium. A great atmosphere. So much fun. Once again, shout out to my brother for the tickets. We had a lot of fun. Great seats. Um, great atmosphere. I mean, just Denver Bronco fans are very passionate, even if your team is sh- you know, if the team is shit. I mean, you've got you got to even think about it. This team is not horrible. They're probably middle of the pack right now. I think I saw in the rankings they're like 17 out of 32 teams. But like, you, they're like what? A couple field goals, a couple shit referee, uh, you know, calling uh, pass interference calls, or not pass interference, um, roughing the passer calls from being 500 to being above 500. Those who know what means 500 don't don't know what 500 means. It means even like four and four is 500. Like through six games, you're three and three. That's a 500. That's 50 percent. 500 is half of a thousand. 50 percent. 500. I don't need to get into this. Moving on. Very passionate fans, but I had an issue, and I saw this. I've seen. I see this. I don't know if this is like an American thing or if it's just like Colorado thing because I didn't see that. I've been to Arizona. I went to watch Manchester United play. I've been to Arizona there. I've been to Arizona. I've been to California to watch soccer, uh, football. Um, I've been, uh, been to Texas. I don't know if it's a Colorado thing, but people won't shut the fuck up. People are always standing in the fucking way, always walking up. And there's there's a lot of walking, a lot of walking up and down the, you know, the steps, the stairs, the hallways, the walkways. People won't sit the fuck down or shut the fuck up sometimes. I don't get because I saw this at the Rapids game. I went to the Rapids game uh, September. And I was like, dude, sit the fuck out. Everyone. You know, kids, adults, everyone was getting up. You don't have to get up. If you want food, they bring you food. There's guys fucking walk around with food. If you want a drink, they don't have to walk around. There's guys who walk around with drink trays. Shit. I was at Red Rocks and the guys, uh, the guys, the guys didn't even have to get up for weed. Guys are walking around with weed. Here you go, player. And the little, like, uh, baskets. Like, here, what do you want? You want an ounce? You want a, you know, a J? You want a blunt? What do you want, player? I got you. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is because like, I didn't really experience this in anywhere else. But I think it's a Colorado thing. People won't sit the fuck down. I see it the Nuggets games. The only time I didn't see it was the Avalanche game. I went to the um, um, Avalanche playoff games against Nashville. Game seven, I think six. No, game six. Two years ago. Shout out to Coach for the tickets. Um, I got a lot of plugs. A lot of ticket plugs. Um, one of the best atmospheres I've ever been in. That was nuts. NHL hockey playoff game. Nuts. And this year could be even better. Um, but we'll talk about that when I get more information. Because I honestly haven't been keeping up with hockey. Because around here, um, I've been in, you can think you can watch hockey. You can, I can watch hockey on like NBC Sports. But I can't watch the Avalanche play because... Around here, there's some sort of bullshit between Altitude and the local networks here and blah, 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 whatever. Um, between Com- uh, I think DirecTV, I think, struck a deal. I think Comcast still have yet to strike a deal, and that's what I have is Comcast, so I haven't been able to watch him. 
Um, but we'll talk about that more once we start watching, or I'll have to bootleg some Avalanche games somehow. Um, but yeah, I don't get it. I don't. That didn't really annoy the shit out of me. People pay a lot of fucking money to go to these games, and they're always on their feet, always talking, yelling, not even paying attention to the fucking game. And I think a lot of it too has to do with how big of a melting pot Colorado is. Ever since 2014, when we got legalized, there's been there's always been a melting pot, but there was an influx of people coming in waves to Colorado. A bunch of potheads, more likely. Coming in and um, moving here and just... Everything is just, uh, you know, just all, you know everything's overpriced now. There's a lot of population. Everything's crowded. But it also, you know, it's, it's a beautiful state. I've always said that. Colorado is one of the most beautiful states in the in, you know, country. I mean, there's, no, there's nothing like Colorado. And that sunset... And I, I'll post this on the... My Instagram and Twitter, Sports Plus Life, at me, want smoke. Um, beautiful. Looked like a fucking painting. And I was just looking up. I was like, I was like, Bob Ross must be watching this fucking game because this is beautiful. And um, yeah, I post pictures, Sports Plus Life. Also, my personal page, M R A K A C O, Mr. A K A C O. Um, but yeah, I think it's just because there's a big old melting pot of people here now. Coming from all over the country and just stayed here. And now what you see at these games is is a mixture of both fans. I mean shit, it was probably honestly I'm sixty five sixty percent Broncos, forty percent Brown fan. That's too that's like that's heavy. That's a lot. And that's very fun. That that was very annoying. There's a lot of Browns. Fans. And like I said, I posted on uh, my, you know, my story on Instagram. But, God, I like, you know, I'm a Baker Mayfield guy. But I'm not showing up to the game Baker Baker Mayfield shit or Oklahoma shit. I'm there to represent the Broncos. Like, I'm not. I wasn't there to fucking. You know, Browns jersey's fine. Don't come in Oklahoma shit. I saw some dude. And I posted him, too, on, my, on one of my stories. Some dude and his girl came in LSU Odell Beckham Jr. jerseys. Go fuck God. Go get fucked. Get out of here. Go away with that shit. That's I hate that. I hate I hate when people show up wearing anything other than the two teams playing in that in that. Any other jerseys, any other apparel other than the two team playing in that stadium. I saw a guy, I think he was even off. He was wearing a I saw a Dallas Cowboys shirt. I saw Arizona Cardinals. I saw what else did I see? Obviously, I've seen the Oklahoma Sooners, the LSU. I saw, I see just a bunch. I was like, dude, what are you doing? The fuck out of here. No one gives a fuck. I don't know what you're doing here. Go, just dress up in regular clothes. Don't show up in fucking other shitty jerseys. There's nothing to do with anything. I don't give a fuck who you root for. Wear a fucking plain white tee. And your Nikes. And this, Okay. I was going to try to sing the song, but I can't do it. Anyways, but yeah, that was um, that was pretty annoying. <laughs> that part was pretty annoying. Other than that, amazing experience. Um, had a lot of fun. Um, watching the Broncos win. Brandon Allen came out banging. Slanging. You know. Von Miller had a sack. Always good when Von Miller gets involved. Uh, we'll see. Well, you know what? We're... we're 
you know, where the rest of this goes as, uh, as far as considering the Denver Broncos. Um, I hope they do well. I hope they win out. I mean, I hope something crazy happens and they win out. Don't know. I mean, cause, I mean, seriously, I mean, they're not a horrible team. They're just not, they just weren't gelling. Now they are. But, you know, coming up in a couple, we have a bye week coming up in a couple weeks. They're going to have the, you know, the hot Vikings. They're going to have Kurt Primos, Kurt Cousins coming in. After they got the, the tough, they have a tough game against the Bills. And then they got, you know, division chargers again. So next three games are going to be very, very tough. If they can get by these three games, I think we'll be okay moving forward the rest of the season. Because after that, you got the you got the Texans, you got the Chiefs, you got the Lions, you got the Raiders. If they can pull off at least two of the next three games, I'll be impressed. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. We will see. We shall see what's popping. Um, but anyways, um, don't have too much else to talk about, man. I just, you know, I had a good weekend. Um, last episode, I talked about John Weatherspoon and him passing away and, um, you know, just living your life. And that's what I've been doing. And I was very fortunate this weekend have, um, you see some old friends, man. I don't see very often and, um, just reflected a little bit. It was very cool. Very cool to reminisce. And, you know, we all, you know, when you get older, when you get older, like me and my friends are all older, we, we grow apart because we, we get, you know, we have prior, you know, we have, we have prioritize our, we have priorities. You know, people have families now, kids they have to look after. You know, we get older, we have to take care of parents. We have to take care of our parents. Some parents have to take parents. Um, some, you know, you have to focus on your job. You have to focus on staying alive, eating right, eating healthy, working out. Bills, blah 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 blah. So you, you know, it's it's always good to get together with friends you haven't seen in a while. Um, it was a fun weekend. It was a fun weekend. Um, reflected a little bit. You know, last week was a little bit rough. We had to work. You know, just work in general. It's, it's, when you work a regular nine to five, out of it's um, you know you work Monday through Friday, do your thing, and then the weekends you relax and it kind of goes by fast and you do it all over again. So. Um, you know, try to make the best of your situation. I know some people don't have it right. Some people aren't, you know, where they think they want to be, but never lose hope. Never lose hope on what you're doing. Never lose hope on your goals. Who gives a shit how old you are or, you know, what you want to do? Go do it. You want to play video games at 40? You want to try to become a video game professional? Do it. It's easy. You just sit down and pick the sticks up. Practice, practice, practice. That's all you got to do. You know, if you want to do that, go ahead and do it. Shit, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try doing that. FIFA all day. At me. What kind of smoke you want on FIFA? You want Call of Duty smoke? Give me a couple more games. I only played it a couple times. All right? Don't at me if you want Fortnite because I ain't good at Fortnite. FIFA, Call of Duty, at me. All right? Don't be scared to at me. I ain't scared. Sports Plus Life, Instagram, Twitter. Mr. AKACO, Instagram, Twitter. All right, so do me a favor, guys. Um, enjoy life. Enjoy your day. And you, I, once again, I, I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, and and uh, I do, do want to bring up again how the Lakers stole the game against Dallas Mavericks. 
um, on Friday night. Stole it. Got lucky. Dude, once again, man, these referees, man, don't don't at me, man. Don't at me with these referees, goddammit. Oh, they just can't wait to blow that fucking whistle. All of them on Sundays, on the field. Soccer, on the field. Basketball, on the field. They can't wait to blow their fucking whistles. God, and then, and then all of a sudden they don't blow the fucking whistle when Dwight Howard is baby carrying Seth Curry, I think, away from the three from blocking a three-pointer. The tie, game time three-pointer. Nope. Let's not fucking do it. Right now, the you know, Lakers are top of the West, five and one. Yeah. We'll see how long that shit lasts. Because it's a long fuck season. You don't know what's gonna happen. With these guys getting with nowadays these fucking so so called supreme athletes being put on um what's that? Game management or game playing management, I don't know what it's called. But they're they're picking and choosing when they play, you know, when they play these games. I don't I don't I don't never remember Kobe doing that. I remember Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. That's why I'm starting to hate this shit. But Whatever, once again, it goes to the speed of the game and that these fucking referees need to be younger. Straight up. 20-somethings coming out of college who don't, you know, you know, former basketball players come out of college, aren't going to have a shot in the league, let them ref. These fucking guys are all... God, okay, that's it. That's it, I'm done. But these, you know, you just... I go... <laughs> I go back to saying, live your life, man. These old guys living their life. They're, you know, they're out there roughing these games, man. Shout out to them. Whatever. But there needs to be a change. Because I, I ain't watching this shit no more. Like I was just telling you earlier, I was watching the, the TV, watching Harden kick his fucking foot out and kick Chowder in the nuts. And then Chowder gets called for an offensive call. For an offensive foul. Fuck out of here, man. Don't. Okay, don't. I can't start this week off with this much negativity, all right? So you guys, do me a favor, bump some Christmas music, because I don't give a shit how, you know, that shit, will, that shit calms me down. Bump some Christmas music, bump some Pac, bump some whatever, live your life, you know what I'm saying? Don't, you know, don't stress, all right? Money's always going to be there. You know, y'all need help, holler at me. Y'all need a laugh, holler at me. I got you, all right? This is Sports Plus Life. Episode number five. Thanks for joining in. Um, I will see you guys later this week. I'm going to get on this schedule, all right? I'm getting back on this schedule. This is the schedule now, all right? Mon- this is Tuesday. Um, this is dropping right now here as soon as I'm done Tuesday and then maybe Friday. All right? Y'all, keep me accountable, all right? I'm here, players. I'm here. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, live your best life. Late.